Greetings, dead and lovely listeners, and I'd also like to extend a very warm welcome to the one extremely dyslexic game bird hunting enthusiast that was just trying to find a podcast and accidentally typed in lead and dovely. Welcome. <laughs> lead and we don't dovely. have much for you here. Yeah. yeah. We don't really have a lot for you here. We're going to be talking about horror films. Okay. You, I mean, you know, unless we just like, hey, let's just, let's have a quick chat. Steve, which mm-hmm. bird do you hate the most? Which one Ooh, would you obliterate? Most hated bird. I think the turkey. Just dumb. Yeah, just dude. Dumb birds. What about you? You know what? Fucking goose. Fuck a goose. goose. Get yep. out of here, goose. I fully maintain, dude. Anybody that is a that is a hardcore vegan. I've said this on the show. Any hardcore vegan, you've never met a goose. If you met a yeah, goose, you'd be yeah. like, you know what? Eat the they deserve it. <laughs> eat that fucking goose. It deserves. I it. think it's acceptable to be a vegan, and you're like, oh, well, I still eat goose though. Well, of course, fuck we them, all eat right? goose. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, game hunting enthusiast, I hope that you've seen uh, Freddy's Dead, because that's what we're going to be talking about on today's yeah, episode. And if yeah. you want to get straight on to the movie discussion, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. I'm afraid to say we're not going to be talking talking about, you know, um, rifling no. and uh, uh, bird calls or really anything else that's pertinent to your interest okay, now, until then. Unrelated, I was going to talk about bird calls, but that is not because we are actually lead and dovely. Just letting you know, all right? I also wonder... Don't get the hopes up. Yeah, I wonder if the guys over at Led and Dovely open up with an hour of bullshit. That's a good question, too, <laughs> right? Their, their reviews are like, get to the lead! <laughs> when are they going to start talking about doves? Jesus Christ. What's the best way to chew them? I want to know how to chew them better. <laughs> Makes you wonder, dude. It really does. It really does. Now, this is, of course, our second swing at recording an episode on Freddy's Dead. Two weeks ago, we recorded an entire... I mean, it was going to be the episode that fucking, you know, landed us on the the podcast Emmys. I'm quite sure. Yeah, finally on the Billboard Top 100 for podcasts, yeah. Yeah, that's right, man. We Mm -hmm. were totally going to make it, and then uh, your file got completely (laughs) foobarred thanks to Mr. Apple and his logic, whatever he Uh was doing. I don't know. So uh, we're taking another swing at it today, and we're going to try our damn best to bring it to you. Because I'll tell you, there was some gold in that episode. Do you remember when I was talking about the the Judd Crandall GPS option that I really want to create (laughs) for horror fans? Tell tell them about the Judd Crandall GPS. It's really a great idea. Like, you get in your car, you enter in your destination into the Judd Crandall GPS, and what he does to navigate you is like every turn that's coming up, he goes, don't go down that road. (laughs) No, don't go down that road. Right. And 350 feet, don't go down that road (laughs) until you get to your destination. Yeah. And of course, you know you're at your destination because as you approach a road, he says nothing. Yeah. (laughs) That's how you know. It's like, oh, you're not telling me not to. So, yeah, I guess I should go down that road, you know? So there's yeah. some gold in that, and we're going to try to replicate the magic here for you guys a couple weeks down the road. How you been doing this week, dude? Oh, man, uh, good. We uh, we hung out with uh, uh, all-around awesome bros uh, slash dead and lovely listeners, Jason and Miles. You hung out with Slash? Yeah, we oh. hung out with Slash. It was fun. 
<laughs> I had a good time. Did you try on his his hat? Did you oh, get to yeah, try yeah. it on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had we got a couple drinks in him, and he was like, "Who wants to try on the hat?" You know, and we all did. <laughs> I think uh, that's common if you're hanging out with Slice. Well, Jason and Miles, that's cool too, man. That's cool. Yeah, Common was there too. Yeah, it was fun. Wow, <laughs> cool, dude. Uh, but yeah, no, we we hung out with Jason and Miles. We went to Breakside uh, Brewing here in, in Portland. Had uh, had me a, a beer that had uzu and coconut in it. Say what? Yeah. What are they doing to beers out there? Is it a beer? <laughs> or is it a dang old fruit smoothie? You know what I mean? <laughs> It was it was really good. It was like really good IPA. Uh, and afterwards, we went to the Schilling Cider House and tasted eighteen different ciders of wow. the forty nine they have on tap. Do they have a very largely printed list of the cider house rules? Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. In fact, we tried to get an abortion in there, and it just did not work out. <laughs> not having it. They Here's were like, the rules, not dude. not in the cider house. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah, man yeah. sounds like a good hang good hang yeah good yeah old J- beers huh yeah jason and miles are great um so yeah we'll, we'll definitely be hanging out with them again and hey if you're in portland and you've been trying to get a hold of me to hang out i am in a position now where we we can do that so, so get back at me we'll we'll hook something up I can be there, but I'll be late. Like probably like yeah. at, at least forty something <laughs> hours late. It might take a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plan plan around that. The commute is going to be pretty brutal yeah. for you, boy. No, we're, we'll just keep the party going. I'll bring a lot of speed. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That sounds pretty good. Well, it sounds like you had a pretty chill week. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And uh, you know, oh, uh, Anna, Anna got a tattoo just the other day. First tattoo here in Portland. Finally broke that tattoo seal here in the Triad House. Uh, got a got a cute little clown. That was a fun time, and I met uh, a an academic there who deals in horror and native studies. Uh, oh, I didn't catch her name, but <laughs> shout out to you, hey! If you're listening to the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> dude. Earlier today, I saw a dog. Shout out to you if you listen to the podcast, dog. <laughs> Well, did you tell him? Like, oh, hey, dog, I host a horror podcast called Dead and Lovely, because he might be listening. Well, the thing is, is, you know what? He was actually a companion to a hunter, so he was probably looking for Lead and Lovely. I think that's more of his area of expertise. <laughs> yeah. he, he's like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm trying to catch a, yeah. dog, a, a duck in my, uh, my dog mouth, and it's going to look all cute. Okay, you know what? I promised I, w- I wasn't going to, but now, in case he is listening, cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, his all right, ears yeah. just perked up for <laughs> sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a bird call? That was what a is duck. That? that was a duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what juvenile was. Or, or no, Master P was always doing. Was right? He was say, calling bird. Uh, yeah, that sounds more like a, a Master P call to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna show up. That's in how the you attract Nananas. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Holy that's how shit. you attract Nananas. <laughs> and then you shoot them. <laughs> and then you shoot them. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so yeah, I've had a pretty uh, good week, man. I've been trying to get ahead on some projects and stuff, yeah. uh, including rebuilding my home studio. I have yeah. been. Just procrastinating like a motherfucker putting this new recording desk together because I knew it was the kind of thing that like would involve 
tearing my entire studio down, rebuilding everything, and it'll probably take about yeah. three days. And I'm on I'm on day four now and still not done. So I kind of had to get like a little backlog of work done before I started putting this thing together. And my buddy Thomas came over and helped me slap that thing together, which was a oh, huge yeah. help. But dude, it, it is just a a sanctuary of riffs all up in sanctuary. this piece right now. Yeah. Oh my God, man. Like going from having like a co-opt piece of shit literally falling apart desk that I stole from my wife's office to having a full-on desk that's made to be used for what I'm using it for. Oh, I'm going to tell yeah. you what. This might shock you. It's uh-huh. better. Is it? Okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Glad it's pretty great uh, to not have to together. have stuff like leaning up against the desk to hold it up. Otherwise, the <laughs> legs would fall off because that's what I was doing before. <laughs> I, I love that you were suffering through these things, not from like want of money to fix the problem, <laughs> just nope. because you just forget. Like, I, I'm just not gonna do that. I guess, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, it's all. I think seriously, a symptom of that 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 poor traumatic stress disorder that we talked about on the show before, where you just get yeah. used to dealing with shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. it's just like, well, you know, this is what I have. Yep. So I'm just Can't. going to deal with it. Yeah, no way I could just, you know, fi- fix the problem because, yeah, you grow up poor, you you just learn to deal with what you got. I know, man. Not that I didn't have this amazing desk sitting in the corner in seven different boxes for a while, right. <laughs> for waiting for me to put it together. Yeah, <laughs> I know dude. that I saw it in those boxes, so Listen, it's been don't a worry while. About it. <laughs> don't worry about it, okay? I'm going to tell you right now, if you're going to worry about it, don't worry don't, about it. Yeah, okay? no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's amazing. Cool. Yep. And uh, again, still trying to get all the, the, the bugs worked out and stuff arranged around here and all that. But oh uh-huh. my God, my workflow is so much better now. So I'm a, I'm a very happy and handsome and healthy young man right now. I'll tell you that. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, did you, did you, uh, once you got everything together, did you start spitting some hot fire into a mic or anything? Dude, I'm just talking hundred hundreds, no cap, you know, okay. like no, I do. Yeah. All right, no cap, good, good. I was wondering, like, how much cap would be involved, and in this case, zero. Uh-uh, no. I've never no. looked good in caps, so for me, it's going to be a no don't. cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is one thing about the dead and lovely host. You're not going to catch us wearing caps, ever. No, uh-uh. <laughs> It'd be really hypocritical if we started offering merch that was hats, and it's just like they don't even wear hats. Like the hardcore yeah. listeners would know we've sold uh-huh. out when we start selling hats because we yeah. won't even wear the fucking things. Hey, you know what? Get us, get us back. Just buy them to burn them. Hell, buy buy mm. a box of them. That'll show us. Yeah, that's right. That's a good <laughs> idea, man. It's a good call. Yeah. So, uh, what you been watching this week? I've had time to watch a thing or two, man. I have Good. been watching a few things here this week. We've been uh, we've been trying to get in that that Oscar zone. You know us. Oh, we really okay. care about who's winning awards and stuff. Right. No, I mean I. I am still susceptible to being like, oh, is that supposed to be good? Let's watch it. So we've been watching through Uh some of the stuff that was up for awards. And uh, for one, I will say I'm so stoked to see that everything everywhere all at once just cleaned house because it fucking deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's great. Awesome movie. Uh, what else? Uh, we watched that All Quiet on the Western ah. Front, which is one that, dude, I was I was not looking forward to watching. Kate wasn't no. either. It's just like, oh god, didn't they like make us read this shit in school? Like the war <laughs> movie? Like, uh, you know, dude, it's okay. fucking amazing. Holy right. shit! Okay, I gotta Blown check it away. out. I mean, 
I I definitely am am like you. I'm just not like raring to to watch it because it seems like it's no. not going to be fun. No, all. it's not. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and you know, as you'd expect, it's pretty pretty grueling, pretty brutal. It really highlights, you know, the the cushy lives of the people that are making the orders and sending troops out versus the people that were literally out there in the trenches. But yeah, it does it in such a way that is so fucking beautiful, dude. It is a gorgeous movie. It's one of those ones okay. where you're just like, I could just pause this and hang that on my wall at any point during the movie. Okay. Well, yeah, I I love that. Why do the Oscars seem to only go for movies that are depressing or hard to watch? Like, I know, right? And that's part of what made me so happy about everything everywhere is because it's a yeah, fucking joy. It's that's an inspiring movie. Yeah, it's a movie. blast. Yeah. It's weird how much they're like, oh, man, I walked out of that just wanting to shoot myself in the head. <laughs> Best movie I've seen all year. What? Well, the thing is, is if they're not picking stuff like that, they're picking uh, fucking... What was it that won so long ago? Fucking Shakespeare in Love? Remember when that won? Uh, Why? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I start, I don't know what made me start looking into Gwyneth Paltrow the other day, but if you ever yeah. want to read about the nepo, nepo, nepo baby that she is, every person in her family has a Wikipedia page. No her way, Her godfather really? is Steven Spielberg. I really? don't. Yeah, I believe. I'll just go ahead and give you my conspiracy. They gave Shakespeare in Love the the Academy Award just because she was in it. Probably fifteen voters were like, "Oh, that's my niece." You know what? Yeah, that's that holds water. Honestly, that it's the only like reason she has a goddamn career, right? Because she's not a great actress. She's boring as no. shit. She's a yeah, boring she's great, person. No. Yeah, and she sells wow. snake oil like. What the hell? <laughs> anyway. Speaking of Spielberg, too, dude, we yeah. watched uh, The Fableman since that was up for all kinds of awards and stuff. Oh, yeah. And Steve, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you this. Wholeheartedly, I can uh-huh. say with 100% confidence, all right. that movie fucking sucks. It <laughs> sucks. It fucking blows. Dude, Steve, if you went to Hollywood with that script and that story in your hands, Uh nobody would read past page two. They'd be like, I don't care. There's no way this is ever getting made. It is entirely just because it's Steven Spielberg. That is the only reason that got made. It sucks. It's so fucking lame, dude. I Okay. I I mean, I wasn't rushing to watch it, but uh, now now I kind of need to see because uh, like, I haven't, I know there's some Spielberg movies that people don't necessarily like, but I have never seen a bad Spielberg movie, so I'd kind of like to get that experience. I get that, and I almost mm. feel you know bad talking mad shit about it because I was thinking about it earlier, and I was like, man, Steven Spielberg has made our lives so magical. Right. Just give him one, you know what I right. mean? Like let him. You know, and it's kind of sweet in a way to think like it's this full circle deal where this this little boy in this movie that's making movies, the the grown up version of him is making a movie about him. Like that's Ooh. that's pretty sweet when you get down to it. Yeah. But like ultimately, like, are you here for the gripping story of a very upper middle class 
pretty well-off family who can afford to buy their kid cameras and video editing machines Uh back before anybody was doing that yeah yeah. um who has to suffer through moving twice his parents (gasps) getting divorced and getting minorly picked on at school a few times oh Oh, no oh my god how did he ever make it through did they call him like camera boy or director guy Mainly just like some kind of Jewish slurs. Ah, more okay. like that kind well, of thing. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it's not great, was, obviously. It's not great, yeah. But I, I was hoping it was something lame, <laughs> not right? something serious. Oh, well, yeah. okay. Well, that sucks. But there's just but something also- like so <laughs> self important about being like, no, my story needs to be told, even though right. it's not really that interesting. There's something about that that kind of bugs me, you know? Yeah, I. I do wonder, like, you know, he's uh, a, a man of, of some age. I, I I do wonder if it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, I've been wanting to do this. I'm just going to do it. Like, Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not like anybody would ever stop him from making right. whatever yeah. the fuck he wants to at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, whatever. Do whatever you want. As long, I, honestly, like, <laughs> I'd prefer Meet the Fablemans to five Avatar movies or whatever, but... Uh, <laughs> right <laughs> yeah but i i also i i bet avatar is probably more fun than meet the fablemans <laughs> now you calling it it's just called the fablemans but i'm oh. picturing meet meet oh, the fablemans I'm thinking and of it's meet like the meet the feebles, the feebles? <laughs> yes that's what I'm this would have been better if it was vulgar ass <laughs> puppets portraying this story that yes. would have been a hit i would have been Absolutely. like give them the oscar oh my god meet the feebles <laughs> and meet the fable or meet the feebles and the fablemans crossover sounds I mean, listen, that would deserve an Academy Award. Absolutely right? so. It'd be the most creative flick of the year, man. 100%. <laughs> yep, sign me up for that. Um, myself and a buddy went and saw 65 the other day, which is a oh, movie yeah? I okay. hadn't even heard of until he texted me that morning saying, do you want to go see 65 at 2 o'clock? And I was like, yes. Okay. <laughs> and is this about, I don't know, like, is this about like uh, the year 1965 or something like that? No, Steve. It is about no. 65 million years ago what? when That's a, a Kylo Ren uh, <laughs> spaceman comes and lands on Earth where there's dinosaurs. Right. And he has, to, he has to shoot dinosaurs with his space gun and get off the planet. Okay, that sounds cool. <laughs> that sounds Honestly, fun. dude... <laughs> It is exactly what I just described to you, and yeah. if you're stoned on a Sunday afternoon and want something uh-huh. very casual and mindless to watch, right? it's totally good for that, dude. It, it didn't right. take itself too terribly seriously. I mean, it was a serious movie, but you could uh-huh. tell they knew they weren't making something fucking right. life-changing here. It's short, it looks cool, and again, there's space lasers getting shot at dinosaurs. What else do you want? That is awesome. Yeah, you say those words, and I I am with it. So, wow, 65. <laughs> I'll check that out. Man, we saw a trailer for the new Evil Dead before it, that <sighs> Evil Dead yeah. Rise or whatever. Yeah. It looks like shit. I don't like the trailer. I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> like, cause I know, I, man. I have to guess that the movie is not the trailer, right? Because the trailer right. is just a generic horror movie. That yeah. has very little connection to Evil Dead, except for some reason you got the tape playing of the reading of the book, but instead of it just being a sterile reading of the book, which was why it kind of worked so good in the first movies, 
it's like a guy who clearly knows he's making a horror movie happen. <laughs> yeah, right? That, I don't understand that He's change. doing it on purpose. Yeah, mm. like what's happening here? <laughs> anyway, but I am, I'm I'm excited for it, not because of the the trailer, but I I you know the that Evil Dead 2013 that was that was great. I do want to see awesome. more. Yeah. So I, I and I'll say the trailer for that it. looked bad too. Like I it remember did. seeing the trailer for the 2013 yes. one and thinking like God, don't sign me up for this. And then I watched it. And I was very pleasantly surprised. I mean, maybe yeah. this one is like way more wackadoo than what they're advertising. I mean, even like. I think about like when I saw the trailer for Cabin in the Woods, right? And it it looked like this is typical ass bullshit. I can't believe they're making this movie. And then you sit down in theaters and it's mind blowing. Um, yeah, maybe it's like that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I I just wish I had because like we saw it before Megan and now saw it again uh, when we went and saw Scream Six. Um, man, I I don't want to see that trailer because I'm I do want to see no. the movie and the trailer just doesn't look interesting to me so please stop no, showing that uh-uh. trailer evil dead rise people <laughs> just yeah, like not helping remind anything. people that the movie's coming out that's all you need to do <laughs> we saw the trailer for that before we watched cocaine bear the other week too <laughs> how's cocaine bear we wanted to Dude, go see it but we haven't had time yeah honestly just read and review everything i just said about 65 where it's like yeah it, it is exactly what it is like it is okay. stupid and uh-huh. fun and Great. really gory and bloody awesome. and mindless and has a couple of funny bits in it yeah like i see people talking about it like it wasn't as mind-blowing as what they wanted or whatever and i'm like it's fucking cocaine bear what are you talking <laughs> about like it's bear not as eats a bunch of cocaine goes on a rampage yeah. like that's it. what else do you want Right. You know, like it, it's not as on the nose, intentionally stupid as like snakes on a plane. Right. It's still just really fun, though. Like, like you know, loosen up a little bit. Watch Cocaine Bear. Have yourself a okay. decent time, you know. I will. I think about the only other thing I watched this week was a movie last night. What came out right around the millennium. Uh, okay. Steve, <laughs> right even around the though millennium. I was. Yeah, even though I was a 16-year-old youngman, it was deemed to have too much foul language and probably mm. too much titty on display for me okay. to see. What was it? It is a little movie starring one Julia Robert, known as Aaron Brockovich. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bet Christians didn't like that movie at all because of the I guess chemicals. not. Maybe that was it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The they, Lord made those chemicals, they exactly. said. Exactly. <laughs> the Lord wanted you all to get terrible cancers. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. It was great. And also yeah. weirdly relevant, considering Still, you know, like the yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Palestine uh, train crash and stuff. And all yeah, the guess, guess who showed horrible up things there. that are happening. Yeah, I know, right? Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> she. I think that's what like made me have that movie on my yeah. mind. Is because I saw that she was like commenting all that shit, and I was like, you know, I've never seen that movie. And Kate's like, oh, it's fucking great, and it was. I, mean, I loved it. I don't know enough about her, but uh, definitely know that she fights corporations who are trying to fuck people over. So that's awesome. I like that about a woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool. And yeah, so, I liked that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I saw it back in the day. I, that was up for like awards back in the day wasn't it i can't remember i believe it was yeah i want to say yeah. she won an oscar or something for it oh, okay All right. i can see why i enjoyed yeah, it quite she's a lot great right? yeah yeah i think the only other thing that we uh finished off this week and this is a good baton pass here because i know you watched ooh, it too we ooh, finished I got my uh, hand season me. one 
Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I'm reaching. I'm reaching. Oh, I'm, I'm wanting to tag in. Uh, we finished uh-huh. uh, season one of Last of Us. Yes, we did too. Dude, it's it's Great. real fucking goddamn uh-huh. good. It is. And it's really it is. good. I liked it so much. I don't want to spoil anything because it just finished and all that. And I'm sure there's people that haven't watched it yet. But um, if you're on the fence about checking it out or maybe you wanted to wait till it was all out so you could binge it. Uh, uh-huh. fucking enjoy. I thought they really killed it and did a really good job. Awesome. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I also felt the same. I, like, the thing about The Last of Us is, okay, so Walking Dead should be praised for the realistic way in which it takes a while for things to play out over several episodes you you know maybe you meet this group of people and they seem nice and then three episodes later now you're like oh shit they're you know genocidal or cannibals or whatever um the last of us doesn't do that it it gives you one episode it deals with the fucking issue one episode and it's done and that may not be fully realistic but it's good storytelling and it makes for a much brisker like better like more i don't know palatable even though there's a ton of stuff that just makes you you know want to cry or crawl into a hole and die or whatever uh they do it quicker and get and get to the point faster and i i'm yeah i'm really loving it and i'm excited that it's only going to be two seasons that that seems perfect to me I did just read a thing today that said that they're going to span Last of Us Chapter 2 over a couple seasons. So, oh, <laughs> maybe not. Fucking <laughs> Jesus. Going to Game of Thrones this shit. I hope they don't. Like, I really hope that they don't. Because, uh, dude, this first season just set up such a fucking yeah. awesome world for us to watch, man. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, speaking, though, uh, of things that we both watched, Scream 6... S Cream uh, Six. We did watch Six Cream, and we have both cream. done episodes of our show on it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What happened was we uh, both went to go see Scream Six. You guys, I guess, had gone earlier than us because we went, you know, West Coast time, like eight thirty. So it was late. Um, we got that time zone advantage, Yankees. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I sit down. Uh, Anna and I had rewatched the entire. Uh, uh, you know, Scream 1 through 5. She is the gigantic Scream fan. And I had planned in my mind, oh, we'll do like a mini-sode, and then we'll do like a Hellrankers and put it up on Patreon. And then <laughs> I tell you I'm sitting down uh, to do it, and you're like, oh, we just finished recording a mini-sode. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, why didn't I tell my podcasting partner my plan? That would have been a good idea. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, you guys fucking killed it. We we listened to your episode uh, that killed it on many sides. You guys didn't really love it the way we did. Um, but then... Uh, Still yeah, liked we, it. Yeah. yeah. Then we did a, a Hell Rankers where we really didn't do a mini-sode on it. Because what's the point? Uh, you, got, you guys covered it really well. We just threw in, a, I guess, our own two cents there at the end. Mostly did spoiler-free when we talked about six, but... Spoiler-filled bit at the end. Both those episodes are fucking awesome. Go listen to them. Uh, but Scream 6, I loved it. I know you're eh on it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Like, honestly, I still like it better than 5. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, Agreed. It's probably in my Scream top 3, I would say. Like, again, I had some problems with it, and mainly it all relates to the fact that it has to be a Scream movie. 
So yeah. there's that checklist of things that they've got to do, and it's the sixth time I've seen him do all of them. Like, the intro of the movie really gave me some hope that they were doing something really different. And then it's just like, eh, let's just do the screen thing again. Uh, I, uh, I, I can't disagree with you more. Um, it it <laughs> is, I think, the third best Scream film. It reinvigorated my love of the franchise after five Good. kind of put me in a Scream funk, I would say. I like Anna and I both like were kind of just thinking when we went to see it, like, okay, and this will be it. This will be the end of the franchise. We don't really want another movie. That, that'll be it. But then by the time we were done with the movie, we were like, oh, my God, make seven more, please. I want them <laughs> to get silly with it. I want them to get supernatural with it. I want them to do get jiggy to me, with it. Get jiggy with it. To me, it was it was the perfect version of Jason Takes Manhattan. But I can um, absolutely see that. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Go check. I mean, go check out Ben and Kate's uh, minisode on it. They cover it uh, a bunch. Uh, uh, Anna and I only talked about it for a, a little bit. Because uh, we were just uh, ranking the whole franchise. But go check out both those episodes. They're great. Uh, I, I like Scream 3. You guys were A on it. Go check it out in the th- in the theaters. It apparently set box office records for opening weekend for wow. a Scream movie. So it's Damn, like, man. that's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's killer to see, man, that people still want to go out and support a franchise that's, you know, 20-something years deep. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, I was thinking about, I was thinking about Scream, I think especially because we just did Scream 3 on the show last uh-huh. time, too. And uh, I was thinking about old Cotton Weary on there, right? Uh huh. I just want to run a scenario by you. Like okay, in I'm real life, of course, this. you know he he's played by Lee Schreiber, who we know from a ton of other movies and stuff. Uh huh. I'm imagining in real life a dramatic scene, right? We see Lee Schreiber, and he like slings open the front door of his mansion and starts walking to his car, and his his beautiful partner comes to the door and she's like. No, no, you, I, you can't, you can't leave me alone like this. You can't go. You have to, you have to be with me. And he turns around to her dramatically, and he goes, "You know that's not possible. My name isn't Stay Schreiber. It's me, <laughs> Schreiber. <laughs> right? Yeah. Stay Schreiber. Stay Insane. Schreiber. No, it's Leave Schreiber. Just saying. Yeah." <laughs> It's good, uh, right? It's a good yeah, scene. That got me there. Leave Schreiber. Okay. Yeah. I think I need to crack a beer in celebration <laughs> you of that. Should. I'm gonna have myself a uh, a Ponysaurus Brewing Company Scottish Ale. This mm. is um, from Durham, North Kakalaki. And uh, there's some funny things on the can. Now that I look at it, I mean, one of them is a dinosaur pony creature, which is a delight. Oh, okay. It says established 1896. Just kidding, 2013. And <laughs> right. uh, the measurement is one pint of ale to be drankin. To be like drankin. That. Okay. To be drankin, uh, man. 7.2% alcohol, a rich, magnanimously multi creation. Our Scottish ale pours dark and smooth with notes of caramel, coffee, chocolate, and just the slightest hint of solemnly distant bagpipes. Ooh. Let's find out about it. You like a Scottish ale? I do like a Scottish ale. Uh, just this 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 week, I got a, a care package from our beloved RDN, Woo! who sent yeah! me some great, great stuff. I like seriously. There is a there is a t- 
tequila in there that has been rested in a Weller barrel. And Ooh, it's been when resting. I taste, been working in that barrel. <laughs> nope, it's been resting. I when I had it, I was like, "Why is this not a thing? Why is this not the normal way we serve tequila? It's so fucking so good. good. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Nice. He's a good How's boy, that? isn't he? He is. I love that RDM. How's that uh, beer treating you? It is a delight. I would be so fucking happy if I was poured a pint of this down at the local public house, perhaps while throwing a dart at a fish and chip. I'll tell you <laughs> the, what. That's how they do it. You got to throw it at the fish and chip. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it is good. It does have that toasty, caramelly, toffee-y kind of taste to it, but it's not uh-huh. too sweet. Alcohol content is there, but it's not hot at all. It's okay. really fucking good. I like it a lot. Um. So, we we finished Poker Face this week, also. Mm-hmm. Speaking of great That's shows. How that- you wake Lady Gaga up from a nap. I just have to yep. say it. <laughs> poker Face. You okay, Poker sorry. Face. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, finished Poker Face. Uh, really enjoyed it. Natasha Leone's great. Uh, Hell yeah. Probably just watch anything she's ever in, and you'll likely enjoy it. And For real, right? also watched But I'm a Cheerleader. With Natasha there you Leo. Go. Yep. And boy. Holds true. That is a great movie. It's really funny. And um I understand that maybe the the young queer community today would be a little disconnected from it because it is, you know, it's nineteen ninety nine, I think is when it came out, or ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean the the characters are are strong. There, there, there's a good bit of characterization, but you're dealing with, of course, um, conversion therapy. Uh, mm, and yeah. I think they do it well and, and respectfully and comedically, but like, you know, I, I can understand it, it just being maybe triggering. <laughs> like, it, conversion therapy is not a very funny thing. Um, sure. Well, I mean, if it's irrelevant now, that's a good thing. Like, honestly, if, if a young yeah. queer person could watch that movie and be like, what the fuck is this? Great. That means things have changed. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's beautiful and that's wonderful. But if you were alive in that time and you remember that time, check out the movie or check out the movie anyway. It's great. But I'm a cheerleader. We also watched Borat. <laughs> that's old My classic wife. right there. It's been uh-huh. a long time since I watched that, man. Me too. I, I think I only saw it one time because I didn't I didn't really like it. It um not that I don't think it's funny. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's just fucking hard as hell to watch. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Especially when he's with those, like, frat, bo- frat bros from USC. And they're talking about, like, essentially, like, uh, talking about wanting slavery re- to return. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Talking Ooh. about sexual assault. I, talking about all yeah. sorts of, like, just terrible fucking shit. Like. It's, it's amazing real. how he just lets people dig their own graves. It's yeah, just like, I'll keep yeah. going with this just so you'll keep talking and hang yourself. Like that, right. I mean, that's the point of the whole thing, obviously. But yeah, you're right. That's not exactly like, what a good time when they were talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, still a ton of laughs, especially when they're like <laughs> uh, having that naked wrestling match and then chasing each other. Oh, my that, God. That conference thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's, I don't know. It, it, it's of its time, very much of its time. And, and I, I liked the sequel better to me. It, it felt more targeted. Whereas yeah. the, the original is, is kind of all over the place. You don't really know like who he's aiming at sometimes. 
Like, it's is just kind making, of a loose bunch of like, right. hidden camera skits, whereas the second yeah. one falls more of a through line of a story. You're right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Borat. Um, also watched Crank, just going for all sorts of mid-2000s insanity. Hell yeah. Dude, <laughs> Crank is so fun. That is a bonkers-ass movie. Yeah, it is. It, um, you know, it's one of those mid-2000s movies where, yeah, you're going you're gonna to run into a lot of stuff that you're like, oh, boy, that's not how we talk anymore. Um, but... <laughs> It also works because nobody in that movie is supposed to be a good person. Um, right. Yeah. It, it's it's just insanity. It's a bunch of murder and stunts and insanity. And it, it's fun. And I plan on watching Crank 2 High Voltage soon. <laughs> Hell yeah. It is it is like watching somebody play a really crazy video game for an hour and a half. Yeah, like That's GTA. It, it's, it definitely yeah. is like watching GTA. It's it's. I mean, it's a blast. Uh, Jason Statham just... He's great at it. And so Amy Smart. Yeah. Uh, Amy Smart and Dwight Yoakam are so fucking... Actually, everybody is... Oh, everybody yeah, in that. Efren Ramirez, uh, Pedro from, you know, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody in it's awesome. Um, We also watched Goldmember to finish off the Austin <laughs> Powers trilogy. Oh, yeah. You guys had started that a while back, man. I, I also rewatched those, I think, sometime during the, pi- the pandemic. And... Uh-huh. I think I, I remember that Goldmember was essentially just all quotes that me and my teenage friends probably wore into the ground when it came out. So yeah. I didn't love it. How did it hold up for you? Um, I'd only seen it once and didn't really remember it. And uh, it's funny. It, it is funny. I don't fully get the Goldmember character. <laughs> I don't like mm. understand what it's supposed to be, and I bet it's he loves because gold. I. Well, yeah, I get that, but I, <laughs> I bet it's because I don't know the Bond movies well. Like, I bet he is some sort of amalgamation of Bond villains that I just don't recognize. Uh, but hey, Beyonce looking great. Uh, uh, it's it's fun, and um, I yeah, I I liked it more. Now, seeing it much later on, because I, I remember watching it back in the day, I just didn't really care for it. Uh, but Emily said it's it's her favorite, so we, we all watched it, and yeah, I mean, it, it's really funny. Word. Okay, we also watched Almost Heroes at the suggestion Almost of Emily. Heroes. Almost Heroes. is a uh It's a Chris Farley movie. Uh, Chris Farley and, uh, what's his name? Fucking Chandler from Friends. Matthew oh. Perry? Broderick. Broderick. No, Perry, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Matthew Perry, yes. yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, it's just a series of, like, joke opportunities. So it's not like a, an amazing motion picture, but there's some really funny stuff in there, for sure. Word. Uh, I saw it back in the day in the Dollar Theater, uh, and I remember thinking, like, oh, it was a dollar well spent. So, <laughs> you know, hey, maybe check it out. Man, I had some good days in those dollar theaters, man. Like, yeah, that me is too. one of those like core poor people memories that I have of being like uh-huh. if we want to go see a movie, we literally can only go to the dollar theater. <laughs> like this is a real right. luxury, but I had some fucking great times, man. Even when oh, yeah, we went too. to see Shrek and the film melted and they just had to have <laughs> everybody leave because they didn't have any other copies. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. He's like, well, oh, go man. home. We're out of Shrek now. <laughs> no more right. Shrek here. 
Yeah, I I remember seeing the uh, first Batman film in the Dollar Theater. Uh, nice. I saw I saw Ultraviolet in the Dollar Theater and wanted to Ooh. ask for my money back. Terrible, terrible movie. Makes very little sense, and I hated it. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I remember you talking about that one. Yeah, <laughs> we should do it sometime. It's it yeah. has vampires in it. I think if I understood that it counts. correctly. <laughs> Um, we also have a movie called Necrotronic. It, it's oh, a, it sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, it's an Australian movie, I think, or, or New Zealand. Not positive, but it's got Monica Bellucci in it. Uh, Ooh. I I enjoyed it. The, the reviews of it were bad. We actually watched it because we were looking for an Ice Cream Sunday movie, and we saw that it had bad reviews, so we're like, oh, okay, what's this all about? And we started watching it, we're like, this seems cool. And then we watched it, and it was just cool. So we didn't do it on Ice Cream Sunday, because I think it's a pretty fun movie. It seems like they, they made something interesting that people maybe just didn't get. But uh, Necrotronic, it's on Hulu. Maybe check it out. Okay. Uh, again, I love the title. Sounds fun. Sounds like a yeah. record that would have been out by like maybe like Bile, <laughs> like circa nineteen ninety seven. Like some hardcore industrial That's cool. <laughs> um we also uh this was a couple weeks ago, but uh I didn't mention it after we lost that Freddy's Dead episode. Brand new cherry flavor. Uh it's mm, it's yeah. on Netflix. Uh it, it's really cool. Like I, I don't think it's the most uh amazingly developed story at points but all the great like horror like horror elements and effects and gore bits make up for it brand new cherry mm, flavor okay. well worth watching and Catherine had a friend that watched it, it really great. liked it yeah oh okay. yeah i need to yeah. check it out um and on friday night at screaming chat we watched a movie called blood beach <laughs> now that sounds like a good time to me it's so boring. It was so boring. Oh, the sand it. ate some people. Um, John Saxon was there, but ooh, was he dad it, cop? He was dad cop. Yes, he was oh. dad cop. <laughs> the dad who cops. <laughs> he cops and he dads. Yeah. He, um. Yeah. He he's in it. it there's some other people you'd rec- oh Paul Pauly from from Rocky is in it, but. It was just largely boring, unfortunately, because Blood Beach yeah. is a great title. It's a great title for sure. Mm-hmm. Shit. And then on Sunday night, we watched uh, Ouija, the that terrible movie based on the board game. Ouija, I barely know ya. Uh-huh. That's what we said. <laughs> and you know? uh, we were correct. It's, um, it's real fucking bad. The only reason... I have seen it is because I watched the Mike Flanagan Ouija Origin of Evil, which is a prequel to Ouija. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember you saying that was pretty good. Yeah, it is. It's a Mike Flanagan movie. The man, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. Um, but yeah, the the original. I, I just don't understand how the original even got a sequel because it's so bad. But it made a ton of money at the box office. So yeah, it did. It's boring as shit, man. It's a bad movie. <laughs> Damn, does, dude. It has Lynn Shay in it, and the scenes with Lynn Shay, great. Everything else, shit. (laughs) Well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh Yeah, and that's that's all I've been on this week. Dude, heard that, man. Well, I'll tell you what. In this movie that we're talking about today, it stars one Nightmare Demon Man himself. Uh It's got one 
Bobby UK, uh-huh, Robert England, starred mm-hmm. as a Freddy Krueger. And you know what he does? He faces off. He verses against <laughs> others which might oppose him in his quest for domination and he fights uh-huh. them and uh-huh. it is a battle of wills against them but also there are possibilities of others whom he may fight in the preview palace wow welcome to the preview palace. words that transition words. i think you might need to be worried because i hear tennessee has these anti-trans laws and you just mm. transition the fuck out of this wow oh shit you're right Uh bill lee's Uh, gonna be at your door he's gonna be here but there's no children around there's just lots of guitars and amps okay yeah wait how old are the guitars some of them are quite young but i think we measure guitar years differently (laughs) okay all right all right did the amps consent to all this yeah they're okay with it i can tell from the way that their their tubes are showing they want it Mm -hmm. anyway Mm -hmm. fuck fuck bill lee and fuck uh all those laws uh, oh, yeah, let's talk so. about Freddie beating up people. <laughs> Before I do that, as I'm looking around at all my guitars that are here in the studio, I just wonder, like, what if I got to be really good friends with Treebeard from Lord of the Rings and we became mm-hmm. like really tight? And I'm like, dude, come over to the studio, man. And let's let's record something and fucking smoke a bowl or something. And he walks in here and sees all of these wooden instruments. How betrayed would he feel? Oh, man. He'd be like. Cedar, cherry, oak. Some of these I've known since they were saplings. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'd go, yeah, but check out this. And he'd be like, oh, what sick sounds they make. (laughs) You know? It's true, though, that hearing electric guitar music has to be traumatizing to trees, right? You're it's taking like, their corpses and stringing the them up. What are corpse of my brother? <laughs> <laughs> Brutal shit, man. Yeah. Okay, so this uh, this preview palace here was all brought about because uh, after I watched this movie a couple weeks ago, I hit you up and I was like, dude, what the world needs more than anything is a mm-hmm. Deadpool versus Freddy movie. Like, we've had Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Let's explore. Like, we're putting fucking Freddy Krueger in Mortal Kombat games and stuff. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. Bring him into the extended MCU, too. Fuck it. Who cares, man? Yeah. Because no, I, I'm Freddy versus Deadpool, think about how much they have in common. They're fourth yeah. wall breaking, uh-huh. burnt all over, uh-huh. hyper violent, right. creepy mm-hmm. motherfuckers. Like, this yeah. would be peanut butter and peanut butter, is what this would be, which is my recipe for a good sandwich. <laughs> Double peanut butter. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really do think. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be like Batman versus Superman, where of course they start out fighting each other, but then yeah. they discover that both of their mothers' names are Martha. Why did you say that <laughs> name? <laughs> Especially when Wait. Freddy's mother is Amanda Krueger, <laughs> right? Why did you say that name, bitch? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I I think yeah they would end up teaming up, but like again because Deadpool's not like a bad guy bad guy they also he started off fight. as one just like Freddy right yeah I know but he he I think he and he helps Freddy maybe maybe it's a situation where helping Freddy benefits him but at the end they fight again I think yeah that's how that goes 
I think, though, they have to team up to fight against the ultimate hyper-violent, hyper-meta motherfucker. They have to go into the two-dimensional realm and fight Bugs Bunny. Oh, shit. The final boss of fourth wall breaking, ultra-violent, funny dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. That'd be Mm -hmm. fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I believe you had uh, an idea about a storyline in which old Freddy Krueger has to face off with one child-killing clown. That's right. Uh, Freddy and Pennywise both work on your your fears, right? So, like, uh, I'm just thinking, like, what what would Pennywise appear as to Freddy to to really fuck with him? But then also, what what's Freddy gonna do to really fuck with Pennywise? Now, to really fuck with Pennywise, uh, I maybe like Freddy takes Pennywise to the city here. Uh, in this movie, in Freddy's Dead, where there are no children or teenagers. Oh, he's gonna be so hungry. He's gonna be starving. Yeah. Uh huh. And I don't. I mean, for for Freddy, like his major fears. Uh, I don't know. It, it really seems like the only thing he has to fear is uh, 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 kickboxing uh, blondes. I think. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> there, yeah. There's not really like any weapon in particular that's specifically effective against freddy but if you fight him like fist to fist for some reason you can get some shots in apparently yeah guy's got a glass jaw on him i think it's because his whole body is covered in horrific burns he's probably very tender <laughs> that might you know be it. yeah one punch would be like oh bitch <laughs> <laughs> i think as soon as you drag freddy into the real world it's out 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 oh fucking my sweater's sticking to my skin yeah you know i do like though the idea that like in let's go from the reality that were presented in the movie that we're talking about today where Uh he's killed all the kids yeah um in 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 his town and maybe he starts reaching out with his dream walker powers and he finds pennywise in that hibernation state that he goes into Mm -hmm. for was it 27 years or whatever right Mm mm-hmm and he like reaches out and he's like, oh, there's something powerful and, you know, in Derry, Maine. And he has to go there or some shit. Um, I think that'd be cool. Or he gets yeah. there and it's just Pennywise the band. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Pennywise, punk band Pennywise is there. <laughs> and I guess like now they, I, I guess it turns into kind of a Scott Pilgrim situation then where they have to have a battle of the bands. And I guess Pennywise the band versus Freddy and the Dream Demons. I, I mean, I'm down. That sounds fun. I don't know what song they're going to do, but I, I'm, oh, I'm interested. I've already got this totally figured out because the thing is, is with Freddy with his glove on, he's kind of limited to what instruments he can play, but mm-hmm. I'll bet you can scrape up a mean washboard. So he's jamming on the washboard <laughs> and Pennywise is dancing. He put some taps on. Jam. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it could work, dude. I think so. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> okay. Who else we got? So one that I had dreamed up that I think would be really, really fun to explore in very much the same way that the dichotomy of the straight man that is Batman versus the silly, wacky, fun guy of the Joker works so well. The unstoppable force meets an immovable object kind of scenario. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we need Freddy versus Pinhead. We need Freddy Ooh. in a Hellraiser movie. Yeah. I mean, you'd have him yeah. doing the yuck yuck stuff and Pinhead being all serious and all that. I think it'd be a good combination. Yeah, I think so. Also, like, you know, uh, 
<laughs> now that I think about it, Freddy and Uncle Frank without his skin on don't look much much different, you know? Mm, that's what true. If yeah. Pinhead is like, Uncle Frank, what the hell are you doing? I thought you were in my torture chamber. And then, you know, that's <laughs> the initiation for the fight. And Freddy, of course, is like, I'll give you pleasure and pain, bitch, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, that's what would be cool about it is like Freddy is no stranger to inflicting pain on himself. He'll slash a finger off. He'll cut his skin open any day uh-huh. of the week like it yeah, ain't he's no thing. Uh-huh. And Pinhead is like, wait, do, so do do you want me to hurt you? <laughs> Pinhead has to turn over a new leaf. He starts, like, doing nice things for him. And Freddy's like, why? Yeah. Stop, bitch! <laughs> Here, I brought you some calamine lotion for your terrible no, burns. No, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> it feels good, bitch! <laughs> That's it. Yeah, we don't get to see the Cenobites doing much of the pleasure. It's all the no. pain. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Yeah, now that I think about it. There is all this stuff of untold, yeah, pleasure and pain and all that stuff. But yeah, I only get to see the pokey end of things. The real skin shreddy intestines outside of things in the Hellraiser universe. Yeah, where's the part where somebody's giving them a nice foot rub, you know? Like imagine (laughs) imagine Butterball just giving you a a (laughs) tender forehead massage. He's got the candles and the scented oils out. He's playing Inya in the background. It's kind of nice. Also, you know, cutting your skin off slowly. <laughs> He's balancing <laughs> well, it, takes it a turn. though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what if we had Freddy facing off against another knife-hand man who's also just a sad sad boy, Steve? Uh-huh. What if he gets in the dreams of one Edward Skizzerhand? Ooh. The emo Frankenstein. Uh Right? I- emo <laughs> Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> I I gotta guess that, like, okay, I mean, it's kind of perfect for Freddy, because I think that even though he is a, a Frankenstein body, he is a created human. Uh, he, I think, he's supposed to be around teenaged because there's like a love tr- uh, like thing going on with the the teenage daughter. So I'm assuming right. he's supposed to be teenage. So this is kind of right in Freddy's wheelhouse. He loves but, killing those teens, dude. Yeah. And he loves killing Johnny Depp. I mean, we know that. Mm, to be that's sure. true. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big fan of doing that. You're right. Yeah. So I think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because he's he's definitely going to notice the, the scissor hands and be like, interesting, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it could work. Yeah, it could work. Maybe, they, maybe he sees Edward Scissorhands as a young protege at first. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. He's thinking like, ah, okay, you know, I'll, I'll get this kid working with me and we'll really, you know, fuck, fuck shit up. But Edward, <laughs> he's a sweet boy, so he doesn't do it. It's true. I, I think this could what, work. Yeah. From there, of course, that's where you start fighting each other. So now I guess he's he's probably, you know, Freddie, I, I wonder what's going on in Edward Scissorhead's head, Scissorhand's head. Since he is, like, essentially a, a baby man, right? Mm, yeah, true, true. Like, what if Freddy gets in there and there's just nothing? It's just like a void, and Freddy's like, what the fuck? Like, he's just, he's freaked <laughs> oh. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a little bit sad for me, bitch. You're kind of bringing me yeah. down. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to somebody else in this weird town. I got to go kill somebody happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got a few of them in there. 
<laughs> so yeah, I can see that working. What if he ended up having to go toe to toe with somebody who had themselves some real razzling chops beneath their belt in the squared circle? What if he has to fight the ultimate dreamer, Tommy Dreamer? Huh? <laughs> Yeah, now that'd be something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, tough guy Tommy Dreamer. It's gonna—I mean, because he—he—he was well known in in ECW for taking a lot of abuse and and, and coming out on top uh, mm. in the end a lot of times. So I, I feel like yeah, Freddie's really gonna torture the shit out of him. But like he very he's, well might yeah yeah he's gonna keep getting up. Now here's what I expect to happen. That at some point, it looks like Tommy Dreamer's down. It looks like Tommy Dreamer's out. And what? what's that? What's the rumble we hear coming from the back? Somebody oh coming out of the locker room. Who's this? Who is it? It's Who's Sandman. It? Oh, Uh-oh. he's smoking a cigarette. He's drinking a beer. He's wrapped his <laughs> arm in barbed wire, and he's got a cane in his hand. Everybody he's run. He's put you out. Yeah, so... <laughs> I think I mean Tommy Dreamer might have some trouble with Freddy Krueger, but I think Freddy Krueger is going to be like fuck Sandman. I'm out. Yeah, for real, dude. That is a that is a real menage a trois of dream masters. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Uh huh. <laughs> what about if we had a movie where Freddy travels through time? It's kind of indicated in this that Freddy has kind of always been around, which makes no sense. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that when we get to the movie. I got got some theories about that, yeah. But let's just say that Freddy is traveling through all time and space, and he comes across somebody else who really loves killing kids, and he's like, you know what I could use? I could use a friend, bitch. I'm tired of working alone. Uh I want somebody to share my experiences with. Let's hang out with Albert Fish, bitch. (laughs) Well, okay. I mean... They got a lot in common. They, um, they do. They they do not care for for children. It seems um, they they like causing uh, terror in people, um, inflicting pain on themselves. Inflicting pain on themselves. I I feel like this is a match made in heaven. Freddy Krueger and Albert Fish. They may really like, though, get along. Yeah. Yeah, but but Albert Fish not known for his quips. Not, no, not a lot but this of is something quips. where like. I think that Freddie could really help him out because okay, if yeah. you've ever read the <laughs> the really horrendous notes that Albert Fish uh, sent the parents uh, of some of his victims, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. They don't really pack a lot of charisma or really no, much no. that's quotable in there. And I think nope. that this is where, you know, Freddy Krueger can really become like the murderous, horrific equivalent of like, uh, uh, what was he, Clippy, the little uh, paperclip? <laughs> suggestion guy yeah okay have you tried using bitch more you know (laughs) you might add a little zazz to it might just make it a little bit more perky you know maybe make a claw with some blades on it (laughs) (laughs) ever tried that i don't know bitch Bitch. our freddy impression is amazing i think it's pretty good perfect it's spot on (laughs) what about freddy versus somebody that just can't sleep enough Huh? Mm, okay. Freddy enters the dreams of Rip Van Winkle, the ultimate sleeper. Ooh. He'll never wake up. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this seems like Freddy's Freddy's dream itself, right? Where he gets to just, as long as he doesn't kill this guy, he gets to torture him as long as he wants. 
Boy, that'd be no good, huh? No, I bet. Yeah, poor Rip Van Winkle. When he woke up, man, he had to be fucked up from all that Freddy. <laughs> yeah, all that Freddy and probably got really bad to him. Ah. <laughs> I gotta think so, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a tough watch. Yes, it would be. What if he got downright cartoony and he had to face off against his ultimate arch nemesis that would avoid all of his prats and pitfalls? What if mm-hmm. he squared off against the road runner? See, that's what that's where he meets his match. Because, I mean, especially in Freddy's Dead, Freddy is essentially Wile E. Coyote. Um, yeah. Like that, that, that bit where he's pushing the spikes out into the road and he's like, you know, he does that like thing with, where he's pushing with his back and seems exhausted. That's fucking Wile E. Coyote. That is what that is. Oh, yeah. And I feel like Road Yeah, Freddy Krueger versus Roadrunner, and I would hope it would be animated. I need it to be animated. Yes. And... I need, yeah, I need Roadrunner to just be absolutely demolishing him like he does with Wiley Coyote. So it's just Freddy getting fucking anvils to the head or like rocketing into the side of a cliff or whatever. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe you can even see Freddy going, creep, creep. <laughs> you know? It's good. It's fun. Yeah, creep, creep. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's skulking around in the shadows. Yeah. So you can play at this game, meep, meep, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you got me. I, I'm with it, yeah. We got some ideas, and I think they're probably all better than what we ended up with in this movie, but we want to hear your ideas about who you would like to see old Freddy Krueger face off with. Uh, let us know about those over on our Facebook group, yeah. which you can find on that godforsaken world-ruining website. Right. It's a good yep. place to hang out with your boys and it ruin is. the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're trying to ruin the world, uh, yeah, check out our Linktree page. Linktree, forward slash dead and lovely. It's got all our stuff, the, the Instagram, the Twitters, the Discord, the uh, Patreon, etc. All the good stuff mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. There's a live camera that goes straight to my shower that you can yep. find on there. Uh-huh. You can just catch yep. my, you know, daily post-workout live shows I put on there uh-huh. of just soaping up my balls. It's real weird that you start, stare into the camera the entire time you're in there. Watching you, watching me. It's kind of uh-huh. romantic. Watching you. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Watching you washing me. Ooh. Mm. So, uh, yeah, Freddy's dead. Here we are. Boy, uh, second time around, let me tell you, Ben. Second time around. (laughs) I had already watched this three times to talk about it a couple weeks ago. And watched the the documentary segments on on Dream Child and and this and, and... New Nightmare, just to kind of remember the context, and I, I rewatched that seg the segment about this in the Never Sleep Again documentary, and rewatched the movie again. And I'll tell you what, it didn't improve. It didn't get better. <laughs> I'm it's shocked that you watched it four times in the span uh-huh. of two weeks and didn't uh-huh. grow more fond of no. it. No, <laughs> not even a little bit. I, I mean, shocking. I will say that watching it. Last night, I was like, oh, I I noticed some things where they actually tied together the story a little better than I thought, but it yeah. doesn't improve the overall experience too much. But we'll talk Dude, about Dude, yeah. I, I didn't rewatch it. It was one of those ones that I've seen yeah. a few times, and 
it was a it was a rental on Amazon, and I was just like, man, I don't really want to pay yeah, the money or take again. the time to, to <laughs> I watch it. this again. I I yeah. remember it okay enough. I just didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't like make myself get inspired enough to watch it again. I even yeah. remember back in the day whenever I saw this for the first time, and you know, I'll tell you, man, like uh, nostalgia is a is a real drug, you know? Yeah, because. I remember the first time that I watched through the entire Freddy franchise, and I probably mentioned this on every Elm Street episode that we've done, but it was like a week in college where our, our good buddy, the departed Brandon Suttles, uh, uh-huh. showed me and Kate the entire Freddy Krueger uh, story yeah, on film. Mm-hmm. Dude, and it was like a week of just staying up till four in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, watching these movies, probably playing, you know, uh, spoons or something or war, right? Like, you know, playing cards and stuff all night. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll remember, even though the movies got mainly progressively shittier and shittier, I, I still had such a great time. And I have fond memories of watching this with Brandon and like how excited he was to be like, oh no, in this one you get to see his real backstory and there's like parts in 3D and they're, you know, they explain his origins and how he gets his powers and all this shit. Like, you really like it. It's cool. Like, Brandon was so enthusiastic even about complete dog shit movies, dude. He was just <laughs> excited to watch him, excited to yeah. share them with other people. So, because of Brandon, I'll always have really fond memories of this, even though. It's really not a good movie, dude. But, you know, no, one thing that's no, been on my mind a lot, and I was thinking about this whenever we reviewed the movie two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then it's been on my mind even more since we both just saw, you know, Scream 6. Scream. Uh-huh. I was really thinking about just how rapidly these movies came out and how at this point yeah. there's no way everybody wasn't tired of Freddy. Like, we just yeah. watched the sixth Scream movie. Scream 6 just came out, yeah. and that is how many years after the original? When did Scream 1 come uh, out? 90, it's it's 20, yeah, it 96 that it, that it came Holy out. Holy shit. So, yeah, the, we're talking about 20-something uh, years. However, I, my math yeah. is not working. 27. <laughs> 27 years. Um, now, like, imagine that Scream 6 came out in, uh, what, 2000. <laughs> three instead it's like seven <laughs> right. years after the first and yeah. we're already on the sixth one it's like you're gonna be fucking tired of Ghostface. it's yeah. not gonna be scary anymore you're gonna get tired of what's your favorite scary movie like i was right. even thinking about this whenever kate and i were doing our minisode on scream six where mm-hmm. you know when we started recording i was like man i feel like we just did this for scream five and i was like well that's because scream five came out a year ago yeah now yeah. imagine you're on your sixth time saying, God, I feel like we just did this. Yeah. Only it's just seven Freddy years yeah. after the original dude. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this is considered by my most fans of the franchise to be the worst other than the, the remake. Um, yeah. But I mean, we're, we're going to talk about, uh, you know what this could have been, and we're also going to talk about. I think some of the merits of this movie, but I, I have, I do agree. I think this is again the. I think the remake is absolutely the worst. Not even like, not even competition with this. I think this. I'd rather watch this movie than the remake any day. But yeah, that remake is just a fucking dark, yeah. dreary slog that is mm-hmm. zero fun to watch. Yeah, but this one definitely like. I feel like. Because, you, you know, if you watch the uh, Never Sleep Again documentary, like, Bob Shea was already over it by by four. Like, he, he gave Rennie Harlan 
the directing job because Rennie Harlan hung around the office and bugged him. And Rennie Harlan he didn't have, leave. Yeah, he didn't have, really have anything under his belt. So, like, that's how little Bob Shea, like, cared about these, these films. Uh, and by this time, yeah, he just wants it done. He wants it, it to end because they want to make, you know, uh, more serious movies. And, you know, we're eventually not too far from this. In, in 1991, uh, Peter Jackson's going to start working on lord of the rings uh and yeah. this movie is the kind of initiation of that like we we have freddy's dead to thank for peter jackson's lord of the rings movies because they brought peter jackson in to write a script for right freddy's dead the new line right mm -hmm. um uh, in fact, his wasn't Freddy's Dead. His was Nightmare on Elm Street 6. Uh, I can't remember what the, the subtitle was. But uh, in that one, what we would have had is a, a sort of broken down, beaten uh, Freddy who, who's, you know, uh, been uh, beaten by the, the Dream Warriors and then by uh, 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 the Dream Child's mother and, and all that. So he, he's kind of just like this bruised, beaten man in his dream realm and kids uh kids just like take drugs to fall asleep to go beat up freddy in, in the that. dream realm yeah i love I it too. and the thing uh -huh. is is like in in 1991 where in real life it has been years since anybody's been scared by freddy like if you right, watch yeah. the original elm street and it scared the shit out of you when you were 12 yeah. now you're 19 years old and this shit is not scaring you anymore no a yeah. movie that starts with, yeah, isn't this formerly scary character just pitiful and lame? Yeah, I yeah. know. Like, that's such a cool way to tie yes. into what the audience is already feeling. Like, okay, we've beaten this to death. He's not even a threat anymore. What right. a cool way to start off a story. Yeah, and and, and uh, that that idea is really good. And um, basically, Freddie finds a, a cop who's in a coma and kind of uses this cop in a coma as a way to sort of like build his strength back up. But there was another pitch that I like even better than Peter Jackson's pitch, though that one's great. Uh, and it. it's it is that we have the grown up dream child now uh, who it, it this this actually carries over into this script, but gets kind of changed. But the the grown up dream child is now like going to to face off with Freddy along with the remaining dream warriors. Uh so like Roland and 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 uh the the guy who couldn't hear in the first one and uh, yeah, all those guys uh would come back and and they they would kind of be working in the dream realm as like a security force to keep That's Freddy cool, at bay. Yeah. And the dream child goes in to kill Freddy basically. Uh, and then uh, the dream child gets killed and his girlfriend picks up where he left off. And you can see how that idea clearly got transposed into this movie. A little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Either one of those would have been way better, so much cooler yeah, than, way better. than what we got. Because what we got is a a first-time, no-experienced director coming in being Which like, is normal could I try one? Nightmare could I try the yeah. But, like, could <laughs> I try the last one? Like, really? Um, like, don't you want to have a little bit bigger of a send-off for the final fucking one? Not, no, I don't think Bob Shea did. I don't think <laughs> no, he I don't think so either. did at all. I think he wanted them to end. He just wanted them over. 
Uh, and I think it's totally that thing where, you know, whenever somebody asks you to do something that you don't want to do, you just do it badly. That way yeah. they'll never ask you to do it again. <laughs> yeah, Bob Shea was like, here, here's that uh, new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Oh, you didn't like it. Oh, I guess we'll have to stop making them. Oh, no. Oh, bummer. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. And, right. and I can get it, dude. I mean, seriously, like, for the past seven years of this guy's life, it's like as soon as one is wrapped, you're already starting trying to find cast and directors and special right. effects teams for the next one. Like, you've done that for seven years. Like, at this point in 2023, imagine that you've been doing that since fucking 2016. Ugh. Nonstop. Yeah. yeah, no, it would just be irritating. And Yeah, and I get him wanting to move on. And, and honestly, like, part five was underwhelming itself. Like, we talked about, I think, I think uh, like, yeah, if I'm talking my bottom three, it would be the remake freddy's dead and then dream child uh so they just had a a pretty bad installment that didn't do great but still made money so they had to make a sequel and honestly this movie still did fine in the box office which is why three years after this new nightmare comes around because it's still a cash cow but right still works yeah, but yeah, Bob Shea clearly wanted. I, I'm not to say that he was trying in any way to uh, totally destroy it, but he did step in because, like, when you hear some of the things Rachel Talele wanted to do, it's like, well, why didn't they just let her do that? Those those are interesting things. Like she she wanted to have uh, Divine from uh, Pink Flamingos in. I think there was just like a, a scheduling conflict with that. Um, she yeah, she was she'd worked on the set of uh, Crybaby and stuff. She was right, really tied yeah, with the yeah. Whole she John was a John Waters. Waters. Uh, yeah, she was a John Waters protege. So like, she she brought in some of that feel, and what she wanted to do was make an absurdist comedy. Uh, and it feels like Robert England is making that movie that she wants to yes. make. It's like it's like totally. Rachel Dlaley and Robert England have an understanding of what the movie's supposed to be, but then. Like no one else seems to. All the other people are yeah. acting super serious about everything. Yeah, I feel like there was like a thousand different memos that got sent around to what everyone in the cast was supposed to be feeling about this flick because the right. tone is really, really all over the place. And if they would have committed to one tone or the other, maybe something could have worked here. Absolutely. But as it is, it, it just feels like a bunch of people that were reading different scripts for different movies and they right. just filmed the whole thing anyway. Yeah, and and I think I think that if Rachel Talele had been able to make the Freddy's Dead absurdist comedy she was trying to make, where basically Freddy is a cartoon character. I mean, this this movie has one of my favorite kills in the series, and then like that's the only good kill. But uh it that that whole like uh, the Carlos's death, that whole bit is like great cartoony. It's, it's very much like brutal while also With being hearing like, aid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like super brutal while also being like funny. It, it if I liked clowns, like th- this is clearly to me, this is like the tone of terrifier, the, that kill in particular, because like mm, yeah. Freddie is being like, cause he can't, talk to him he's being like super expressive and like really like overdoing his motions and stuff and it looks so much like art the clown and like i can completely see that yeah yeah and and, and, yeah if i liked clowns i'd like terrifier because i do like that tone that like still brutal but 
funny, absurd tone. And that if the whole movie was that, God, it would be awesome. But I totally it's agree. Not. That that is one thing that I was thinking about with this, watching how so many of the well, not so many. There's only fucking three deaths in the movie. I know, right? it's ridiculous. Like, but watching how they were presented in this very Looney Tunes kind of cartoony way, I think that if they really would have committed to doing something with this where, you know, Freddie's been killing these kids. At this point, he's killed thousands of children, um, according to this timeline. Maybe he's getting a little bored of the diving into the fears and making it all dark and menacing. And maybe he's just wanting to have a little bit of fun on the job now. And he is resorting to, like, Looney Tunes style stuff like dropping anvils on people's heads and having pianos crash down from rooftops. What the fuck ever. But then show us the real life brutal violence of what that would look like. Like he drops an anvil on somebody and it just fucking smushes them all the way through their head explodes. Give me that dude. That, That hearing aid scene is the closest that we get to that, where it is cartoony with a bunch of gore. Yeah. The rest of them are total bullshit, but I feel like if they really would have made this, like, what if the violence that Bugs Bunny did happened in real life? What would that look like? Well, we also do get it with John Doe's death that, like, you know, uh, because, like, that whole opening bit is not Freddy trying to kill John Doe. It's Freddy trying to drive John Doe out of Springwood so he will go and bring his daughter back. But then later, when he does kill John Doe, yeah, he's like, you know, dropping from the sky and he drops onto those spikes. But it doesn't give us, like, it's a real cartoony setup with, with like, you know, Freddy pushing the spikes out onto the road and all that stuff. It's funny. But then, like, yeah, it... In real life, all you see is him just bleeding a little. It would be so fucking crazy because he fell from such a distance to see in real life suddenly his body just kind of flattens and explodes. (laughs) Oh, dude, give me that Mortal Kombat, the pit death shit. Yes, and then give me you know like the guy sputtering on his own blood and paled a thousand times, and Freddy laughs and gives us a hibbit hibbit hibbit. That's all, folks. Like that's fucking great. That's fun. That's that a way to have fun and still movie. be brutal. Yes. yes, that would have been fun. So the director's vision was good. And so I see why she took this on because she had a good idea. Uh, it wasn't mm-hmm. as good as the other two ideas as a Friday the th- or as a, a Nightmare on Elm Street fan. I would prefer those other two things. But this idea should work. It's the execution uh, clearly is getting you know some interference uh, she she was told she couldn't do certain things and and it's clear that the the actors weren't getting the direction to not be so serious cuz like uh fucking uh what's his name uh Breckenmeyer his character yeah. should be funnier right like he's sure. supposed to be the stoner character who loves video games but he doesn't really do anything funny no, instead he just traipses around with what I I'm going to affectionately dub a, a new name for something here because like back uh-huh. in in this time period in the 90s uh-huh. you had some people like him who had kind of long hair Right. That they'd kind of pull back, but uh-huh. not really quite into a ponytail. It would just be like <laughs> a little stubby thing in the back, which yeah. is what I would like to to dub the Shetland ponytail. That's better. <laughs> A Shetland ponytail, aka the Treasure Planet, for sure. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that that 
that hairstyle I don't think I've ever seen in reality, <laughs> but you see it in like cartoons sometimes and like this movie the only time yeah. you see the shetland ponytail the shetland ponytail yeah instead with his death which i feel like his i feel like his character was like an amalgamation of like they wanted a nerdy video game character and a stoner character and they're like i don't know he's a stoner who plays video games who gives a shit which hey listen yeah that as There's a, a lot stoner of who plays video games that's how that is but yeah they don't yeah they don't play with that well and it's because like I mean, whenever, you know, video games uh, are, are hitting and, and kind of uh, popular, first in like the late 70s, early 80s, then there's like the gaming uh, crash, and then the Nintendo Entertainment System comes along, and by uh, mid to late 80s, it's in everybody's home. Um, it's real irritating to see the way video games were written about in that time, like the way they were written for like movies and TV shows, because it's clear they don't know how video games work. Oh my God, dude. That's it's something so that always irritated the fuck out of me. I mean, video games now are so much more common for everybody to be playing, but right. back in the day, it really was just kind of like nerd zone stuff when we were kids. And every time you'd see somebody playing a video game in a movie or a TV show, it was just completely fucking wrong and it always used to irritate me and now like whenever i see people you know smoking smoking weed in 80s and 90s movies and they're like tripping balls and anagata devita's playing i'm like okay they're doing this wrong too like what the fuck is going on you guys not smoked weed (laughs) come on uh yeah i I, I like well like you know it, the high score thing really irritated me. Like, it's so fucking stupid. Like, do you ever... Because he's playing a platformer. Do you ever remember playing Mario and being like, oh, what was my score? No. Dude, you that shit always irritated the me. game. <laughs> yeah. It always used to blow my mind because a lot of games back then, I guess because we were coming out of the arcade era, would have a score tally... But it related to jack shit, and nobody right. ever kept track of that shit. Yeah, nobody cared. So every time they'd say, like, ooh, beat my high score or whatever in, in a uh, movie or TV show or whatever back then, it was always just like, what? who gives a shit? Nobody cares about that. <laughs> and you can also tell that whoever you know wrote this shit had clearly never played a video game in their life because Freddy uses the power glove and it works. <laughs> okay, so I know it, Rachel Talele talked about that in the uh, the, doc, the documentary "Never Sleep Again." Uh, so good, she, she, uh, you know they knew the power glove didn't work, but it looked cool, and that's I mean that that was it. It right? makes like, sense we, for Freddy, yeah. It makes sense for Freddy. He's wearing a glove. The power glove looks cool. Make a Freddy power glove. Uh, but I know Nintendo didn't approve of that or whatever, and Bob Shea was just like, oh, "Do it anyway. <laughs> do it anyway, right?" Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll get in trouble and we'll never get to make another one again. Do it. <laughs> it's you can tell his general feeling at the time was just like I don't care. I hope it all yes. explodes. Like just fucking <laughs> do whatever. <laughs> Let's hold a fucking funeral for him in real life. That way uh-huh. we're sure everybody yes. knows. I mean <laughs> I even feel like the the title of the movie like going into this calling it Freddy's Dead is like an open signal to viewers that it's just like okay i know we've been doing this over and over for most of the past decade but really please come see this movie this is the last one i promise freddy's dead right. okay 
Yeah, and and the, it's like he Bob Shea was just like, yeah, let's just throw every trick in there. So th- let's do some three D, I guess. Like, yeah, I guess let's even, do three D. Yeah, this isn't even like a three D period where where people were like pushing three D again. Uh, he's just like, oh, we'll do three D. I remember my brother and my cousin uh, got to go see this movie. Uh, this is ninety one, so I was I was only like uh, ten or eleven when this came out and my brother and cousin were going and me and my cousin Casey were like, why don't we get to go? Cause like we loved the night around Elm street movies and really wanted to go see it. Um, and, uh, of course I understand now as an adult, like they were, you know, like 15, they're going to like talk to girls at the mall. They don't need to 10 <laughs> year olds in tow, obviously. Uh, so I yeah. get that. And what a, what a lot of people don't know about the rating system that we had back then, too, a lot of people have popularized the rumor that PG stood for parental guidance. It <laughs> actually originally stood for pube getting, because if you weren't pube getting pubes, getting. this is probably too advanced for you, you know? <laughs> That's true. We were right there on the cusp of getting pubes, so we couldn't go. <laughs> couldn't go. <laughs> but I mean, an R was way beyond that. Yeah, I remember though my brother uh, and 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 my cousin were both also Nightmare on Elm Street fans, and I guess like you know we're watching it as adults now to critique it, but at the time they had a fun time and they liked the 3D element to it. So I you know in the box office performances is is fine for a, a Nightmare on Elm Street film. So it seems like people in general like. Even though Bob Shea just didn't give a shit. <laughs> like, it seemed like other people really did want to see the movie and actually enjoyed it, even though it's, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense a lot of the time. And a bunch of the choices they make are really dumb to me. Like, the choice yeah. to make the, you know, that uh, uh, Billy Zane's sister, uh, Lisa Zane, uh, uh, into his daughter. Like, we, we just did the dream child. Freddie has okay, a child dude, that we what? know about. I know. Yeah. Holy shit. That's something that I hadn't even somehow thought about until you pointed it out. But like this movie, it's this huge reveal. They're like, oh my God, Freddie had a kid. And it's like, isn't that what the last movie was about? Is like it him is, wanting yeah. to become a dad and becoming a dad. Like in that movie, did he just forget that he already had a kid? I mean, and the simple solution here is to go with, okay, well, John Doe's the dream child. Uh, I, I wonder Makes if, like... Makes sense. Easy. Yeah. I wonder if they couldn't use that. I wonder if, like, seriously, because, like, you know, the amount of a script that is written by a person, like, percentage-wise is going to matter. So, like, they, they clearly took elements from a script they already had, and Michael DeLuca wrote them into his script. So, like... I wonder if they had to change that just for it to be different enough so that the other writer couldn't sue for for credit. That's one thing about this movie that I had kind of forgotten about is that there is sort of this fake out about like, oh, who's Freddy's kid? Is it this John Doe guy with amnesia who's having these crazy flashback dreams of himself right. in a padded cell being like, I'm your memories, unlock me. Uh-huh. And then it's like, <laughs> no, nah, it's not him. He was thinking of something else. Yeah, it's about? real dumb. It's stupid. It, it should just be that John does the dream child. And I mean, in that original script, he got killed and the the girlfriend took over. So like, I, I don't know if Lisa Zane and, and the actor uh, Sean Greenblatt uh, were, were 
dating, but they have like, they must have been told like, you want to fuck each other. Because in a lot of the scenes together, it seems like they must have thought they were supposed to be boyfriend and girlfriend or something. Because they are just (laughs) like giving each other fuck me eyes. Totally. uh, It would have made sense for him to have been the dream child and her to take up the fight. After it would have been great. Dies. That would have made would have been so much sense, man. And that would have tied things together, especially in a movie where it's like, this is supposed to be the finale, and you're not gonna bring back any characters from any uh, of the other so movies, irritated. except like Johnny Depp's on the screen for a brief second in the yeah the the stoner moment. But uh, okay, so you also have the element of Yafet Kodo, who's great. Uh, Yafet Kodo. Like, it, it seems like he was basically training dream warriors. So why don't you just say that's what he's doing? Say sure, that, like, why not? He read Nancy's research from dream warriors, where she was a grad student doing research on dream warriors. Uh, say he read that, and he's trained, because that's what he's clearly doing with, uh, oh, shit, what's the, the, the cute blonde's name? Uh, Tracy. Tracy? Yeah. Tracy, yeah. Yeah. The intense blonde Tracy. Oh my god, uh, she's so intense in this movie. But like, uh, she's clearly being trained to be a, a dream warrior. But they just don't say it. Why not just say that's what's happening? Yeah, I, mean, I have no idea, it's man. It, yeah, yeah, and it's like it would be really cool if he was, like you said, training kids to defend themselves because there's. There's the original town where every child has died. This should be a yeah. worldwide phenomenon that everybody knows about. Like, wow, it's right. the town with with no kids. I better be training these kids to lucid dream and be powerful in case Freddy ever comes for them. Cool. Yeah. Makes sense. Great. Yeah, so just those are just a couple of little like changes that would have made this uh, an immensely better movie. But that's not the movie we got. So no. let's talk about the movie we got. The movie we got uh, has uh, Freddie apparently had a daughter back in the day. Now, Freddie was killing kids already, but he says he started doing it because they took his daughter. Okay, uh, this is again, just like the dream child thing, one of those things where it's like, how coked out were you when you were on the set of these other movies that you just made that you don't remember all this shit? Because, right. yeah, you're right. He tells his daughter eventually that they took you away from me, so then I took their kids away from them. And it's like, right. no, they, they, they took your daughter away because of all the kids you'd been killing already. <laughs> right. So like, What? Yeah, it, it kind of throws a huge twist on the uh, the origin story we've been told about Freddy that he, you know, was uh, uh, molesting and killing all these kids, and then the parents were fed up because the court threw out the case because of a technicality, and so they burned him to death. Now, (laughs) if, if this is to be believed, he was already killing kids. He was, like, working on his glove in the killing kid basement, uh, they, Which, by I the guess, way, I do love that we get to see that because that yeah, takes the you back to the, of the very glove. first scene yeah. of the very first movie where he's in yes. some dirty, filthy workshop making uh-huh. the glove. Uh-huh. That I was, to it. me, yeah. a really cool callback. And you see the like prototype gloves uh-huh. laying around in there, too. Again, that's like, oh, something cool in this movie. I like that yeah, a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I liked it a lot. But uh, yeah, he's apparently been killing kids already, then kills his wife. 
and then his daughter is taken from him. We don't know exactly why. Um, and then I guess because they took his daughter, he was like, "Well, I'm I'm going to kill your kids like extra hard." <laughs> I don't know like <laughs> what happened there. Um, and so yeah, that that like kind of retcons or I mean, I guess it's trying to flesh out uh, Freddy's origin story, but it seems like it muddies it more to me it doesn't really help us understand freddy and then it also throws in a kid that it seems like would have probably been mentioned before probably been talked about it would seem but whatever yeah it kind of seems that way especially in that little tiny town that all these events take place in surely somebody would remember like any of those parents would have remembered oh Uh yeah freddy he had a wife and a kid they took the kid away yep somebody would have made note of this right and also it adds in the idea that as he was being you know burnt alive in this uh place that they'd cornered him in that these fucking fleshy cum demons came to him (laughs) like we're cum demons we'll give you powers and he's like okay I love this element. This this movie throws in some good exposition at times because I do love what's going on here with the dream demons because, okay, so they're walking around this town full of only parents. We see Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold, of course. Uh, we see, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the lady who tells them that, like, uh, they both uh, lived in in that city and they were adopted or whatever. But you also have the scene with the guy in the classroom who has up a timeline on the board that is like a timeline of Freddy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it starts at year zero, which is not a year. But uh, Freddy begins to exist basically then, as far as we understand. And that is not Freddy Krueger. That is, I believe, the Dream Demons. So then okay. all the stuff on the timeline up to Freddy's birth is stuff the Dream Demons had done through uh, maybe other avatars, through other that's people. Fun. Who they, yeah, that's fun as fuck. Yeah. So like he's he was uh, uh, apparently came over with Columbus uh, in 1492 and then uh, went back to Europe in 1493 and then back came back to America in 1494. So I mean, based th- on what we know about Columbus. I think that sounds he right. might have yeah. been the dream demon himself. Yes. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> what they're getting at. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it also seems to indicate that uh, the the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki were attempts to kill the dream demon. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. I'm. I tell me more. I say, but sure. those those elements are just so little and so in the background. But yeah, as you said. It does say that the uh, like Yafet Koto is talking about the dream demons offering their powers to uh, someone to serve as like their physical entity, and then later Freddy says that uh, you know that's the deal he made with those dream guys or whatever. So like we know that there is there's been some pact with dream demons, uh, and that these dream demons existed previous to Freddy. Yeah. That's cool. It's like he's not the yeah, first really person fun. to inhabit the dream powers. I think that's right. that's that's okay. And that also opens up the idea of like, yeah, you could have other nightmare killers through the ages. That's uh-huh. fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that idea. But um, 
you know, it's not, it's not like forefront. It, it, the movie is much more just long drawn out scenes that, I don't know. I just don't care about like the video game kill takes so fucking long and it's it not is such like a chunk, fun dude. or funny. It's fucking uh, stupid. He's like boinging around the house, like defying physical reality, boinging around the house with video game sound effects. And then his death is like he jumps into a hole. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Jumps into a hole. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just like, there's so many scenes like that. Then of course you have Tracy's scene with her dad. That isn't a kill. Cause she has been trained as a dream warrior. She's able to fight, uh, this, uh, uh, you know, nightmare of her father who, uh, assaulted her as a child. Um, and like that, that is, uh, something we've seen in dream warriors where they like, are actually able to fight back and get away, but not seen much in, uh, you know, five dream child didn't really deal a lot with the dream powers. It, it doesn't seem four or three and four really did, but five kind of didn't get too much into it. And this is taking it back, but only for her, nobody else is doing it, but that's it. I mean, that scene was still good. Like she, the way his face was all mashed up, like that effect was cool. That was cool. It was also just, wildly out of place in such yeah, a silly ass movie yes, why would you have such a serious fucking thing in a movie that's got a cartoon character uh with a fucking razor glove hand i know man and, and you know that that's kind of a theme throughout this movie um it does seem to have one foot in where the series started where if you go back and watch part uh-huh. one it's like yeah there's cheesy 80 schlock in here but it is all played very straight face like it's all very dark he was a child killer the parents murdered him they're negligent alcoholic parents and shit like it's all pretty fucking grim when you get down to it uh-huh. then as the series kept going on things started getting sillier and sillier yeah and i even think that those those intro quotes that they have in here where it's what like <laughs> a fucking is it a Nietzsche quote? A Nietzsche and quote, then, and then Freddy Krueger himself. The movie quotes Freddy Krueger. Yeah, hyper meta to put. <laughs> it is. Yeah, a quote from a character in the credits of the movie. Like that's Which, weirdly yeah, meta, anyway. But it is. But it's an indication where it's going. It is, and, and you know this this movie does kind of try to have a foot in both waters, where we have, yeah, like you said, Tracy's character. Who, you know, apparently during the filming of this, it it did kind of unlock some memories that she had of uh, a really fucked up past with her own father and stuff. And that's, that's brutal. And that's really dark, but like the stuff she's going through in this dude, she is like acting for her life in this. Like this is like, she's going for the Oscar. She is going dark Uh and super intense. The stuff that we have with the flashbacks, you know, with Robert England, not in the Freddie makeup, just being Fred Krueger, oh, uh, leave so it to Beaver, so father good. guy. It's cool, and again, it gets really dark at times, yeah, and that does. stuff that stuff works. Even the flashbacks that we have of like really young Freddie with his dad Alice Cooper, and his dad <laughs> like beats him and stuff, and he learns to to take the abuse and take the yeah, pain. That, like all that shit is really dark. Yeah. That young Freddie actor is really good too. I, I think, yeah, all He's those good. things you just named are like highlights of the film, but because they, their tone is so wild and all over the place. It's like, it's hard to say what is the right, like 
is it right when it's being absurd or is it right when it's being dark like and is that is this a tone that i'm just not getting like is it is it a good tone and i just don't understand it but i i think not i think it is just the it's a little like back and forth on what it's trying to do but those dark moments are really good uh yeah interesting thing i wanted to point out did you ever like in the 1990s think there'll be a future where alice cooper johnny depp and roseanne barr being in a movie alice cooper will be the least controversial of the three (laughs) dude really right it's like you're watching that and you're like okay just imagine 30 years later Who's going to have the cleanest reputation? Right. <laughs> who, who are people going to look at and be like, oh, harmless man. Yeah, Alice clean Cooper. cut family man. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. Uh, golf enthusiast, Alice Cooper, actually right. is the one that has, yeah, the cleanest reputation of all of these people. What in the fuck? That's yeah. pretty surreal when you get down it to is, it. You it's know? surreal because, yeah, like, he, yeah, he, he's, he was uh, hated by the parents back in, in the day. And, oh and yeah, this would this would have been you know, uh, I he's mean, like he, the Marilyn Manson back then, dude. Like yeah. he was very much the controversial shock rocker that people right. like Marilyn Manson built their platform off of. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he he got offered a lot of roles but never took them because they all wanted him to be Alice Cooper. But we've seen him in two things where they offered him the role and said, "No, nah, I don't want you to be Alice Cooper. I just want Alice Cooper to be in my movie." Uh, this and Prince of Darkness, where he, I want to stab plays, somebody with a bike. Right, he plays. He plays the the homeless guy who stabs a guy with a bike, and in this, he plays the alcoholic father of Freddie. In both cases, I mean, I'm not a fan of Alice Cooper's music, but uh, I nah. think he does a good job in in this he role. Does. Yeah, he does, man. And I'll tell you too. Like, I think of all the Freddie movies, if you were just looking at the base stats of like, okay, what movie does Robert England get to show the most range in? It's definitely yeah. this one. Like all it the is. stuff of with him out of makeup, all the stuff of him getting to be super cartoony and pulling that stuff off yeah. really well. I mean, it does look like live action fucking Wiley e. Coyote or Bugs Bunny. Like he does all the stuff really well. Like he does yeah. um a really good job in this flick. Like I got no problem with yeah. him doing what he did with what he was working with. Yeah, this one and the next one, New Nightmare, where he gets to play himself. Uh, Super yeah, sinister. Sh- awesome. Yeah, do show just like just how great this actor is beyond being silly uh, <laughs> Freddy Krueger man. But yeah, th- those scenes in like when he's bashing the mom's head against the tree and that little cute girl's there just crying like. That's a brutal shot right there. <laughs> that, oh, like, man, yeah. It is brutal. And it's shot like, you know, bright daylight, and as you said, like, leave it to beaver-looking type of family. It's kind of David Lynchy, kind of blue it velvety, is. where it's like this well, idyllic late 50s, yeah. you know, atomic household kind of thing. Yeah. That fucked up stuff is going on. I know Twin Peaks was was definitely one of the, the inspirations that Rachel Talele was was uh, reaching for, because, That's you know, cool. the just like the weirdness of the, the town, and how everybody is is strange and, and whatnot. Yeah, I man. I, now that I think about it, especially with like his total command of that dream logic language, could you imagine a fucking David Lynch Freddy Krueger movie? That would be I, amazing. I want that now, please. Fuck yeah, David Lynch. Not that I mean, 
you know, not that I think it would be impossible, but it's probably like 99.999% impossible. But if there's anything in David Lynch, like any inkling, like maybe I'll make a Freddy Krueger movie, like fucking do it, please. That sounds awesome. You know, of all the really, really goddamn fucking scary things that we're learning about AI and the wave of singularity that is on our doorstep right now, Uh it terrifies the absolute dog shit out of me, but at least... I'm thinking within my lifetime, I'll be able to go to some website and be able to type in David Lynch, Freddy Krueger movie, and it'll Holy spit out shit. a reasonable facsimile. That actually makes me a little excited. Now, look, I, okay, <laughs> I don't want to get too far into the AI situation. I am obviously anti-AI art in a capitalist society. Now, that's only because artists need money to live. If we were to give up capitalism uh, and embrace some other form of government, communism, if we were to do that, we could then just feel fine about that happening because nobody's losing anything. You're not stealing anything from anybody. I'd be okay with okay. that. That's a world okay. where you can you can have your uh, David Lynch AI Freddy Krueger movie and, and, and still feel good about it because you've literally not stolen anything. But there is always imagine the a world where an AI movie doesn't cost artists anything right. out of their paycheck. John <laughs> Lennon, exactly. There is always going to be the issue though that like you you are literally taking someone's appearance and voice and making them do stuff that they didn't gerb. do. Yeah, which is yeah. I I'm not cool with Scary. that. So right, yeah, it's it's a fucking wild world we we have in our future. And that AI shit is, yeah, it's definitely scary for sure. But a dream logic kind of thing that really feels like that weird, surreal shit that David Lynch can do is something that this series has like played with a time or two, like some of those sudden uh, scene shifts. And there's even a few in this where a character is in one area, then suddenly they're somewhere else and it just makes sense to them at the time like that's cool like even the scene where dude is unfurling that map and it just keeps unfurling oh, and it's, i love you're that fucked. Yeah. like you're fucked that's, that's actually funny. kind of okay yeah. like yeah. i like that uh, that's kind of kind of dreamlike in a lot of ways yeah. yeah it's good um yeah i i i, hmm. I, I mean i'm really thinking now because like wes craven when he deals with freddy krueger it is much more serious the first one and and new nightmare definitely delve deep into a more serious dream demon scary guy who is also quippy but like not much not a lot of quips especially new nightmare you get the much more severe freddy i i think if they had i mean because you know if they had actually like invested because as you said they did six movies in seven years and that is just exhausting and way too much so if they had invested more time sought out better directors i think we just have a lot of solid freddy krueger movies out there that you know yeah it wouldn't have ever gotten as goofy as this but like just i don't know i i I always feel like the best thing to do is whatever is best for the the story uh, I, I know that's not how Hollywood works, but I, I really would love if instead of, you know, 
just taking whatever director they that happened to be in the office that day and giving them a Friday uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Uh, g- g- wrote like seek out people like Peter Jackson and bring him in, like a Peter Jackson Freddy's Dead movie. Well, it wouldn't have been Freddy's Dead, but Peter Jackson Nightmare on Elm Street Six. We wouldn't shut up about that movie if it had been. Oh, made. the gore would have been. Insane. It would have been amazing. Absolutely Dead Alive amazing. era Peter Jackson making Freddy kills and like Freddy humor too. Sign me the fuck up, man. Freddy needed yeah. a Kiwi director all along. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I, oh man, I, I just think about that and think like the movie pitch is good, like the idea of it is good, but also it would have been a Peter Jackson movie. It would have been so goopy, so bloody. It would have been so fucking fun. I know, man. I know. And you know, even though we've been talking a lot of shit about this movie, I will say, you know, one thing in the central premise that I really do think is very cool, and it is cool too because it is a departure from the rhythm that we got into a three, four, five, where it's like, okay, uh-huh. you're gonna meet a new group of Elm Street kids. Here's what they're afraid of. That's how they're gonna die in the dreams. Oh, they right. beat Freddy. Like that's the rhythm that three established and four right. and five just followed to a T. I like that this movie starts off with this wild idea of it being in the future where the uh-huh. bad guy has won. Like you yeah. can't extinguish Freddy. Like Freddy Freddy has destroyed the entire future of this town because he's killed every child in it to get revenge yeah. on the parents that burnt him alive. Like to me that uh-huh. that is really dope. That's like Age of Apocalypse shit where it's just like, yeah, hey guys, the bad guys won. This is where the story starts. Cool. Yeah, I listen, like this this movie has so many moments that like it, it's like just on the precipice of being good. But it never like pushes through and actually is good. And that's so fucking frustrating to just be sitting here watching this movie and thinking of like, oh man, this seems cool. Oh, not gonna really follow up on that. Okay. Oh, this seems cool. Oh, no, no, you just not interested in following up on that either. Okay. Like all the cool stuff gets just kind of discussed by the wayside and then never talked about again. Yeah, totally. I think the best way to enjoy it is to play the uh, the Freddy's Dead drinking game, which is where you you take a shot everyone every time someone says the word daddy. Uh, that's probably about the only way to get through this movie. You're gonna a get daddies. drunk. A lot of daddies in here. A whole lot of daddy stuff. A lot of bad yeah. dads in this thing, man. A whole lot of bad dads. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. There are a lot of bad dads in this. This is a uh, huh. That's interesting. I didn't think about because you got you got uh, Brecken Meyer's dad. You be got, like me. Be like me. <laughs> you got Tracy's dad. Uh, you got, of course, uh, Lisa Zane's dad, Freddy Krueger. They're all terrible. They're all horrendous. I mean, yeah. Is is there? I guess the the most dad like figure that would be considered good in the the film would be Yafet Koto. Yeah. Yeah, and, and but everybody, yeah, uh, yeah. It seems it seems to be a very like dad suck type of movie, right? <laughs> you know, here's one thing that I was thinking about with these uh, these dream demons and all this because we see in this bleak future where Freddy has you know killed everybody in this town. Is it Springfield, Springwood? What's it called? Springwood. Springwood. Okay. Uh huh. So we learn that Freddy 
is confined to Springwood only. He can't leave that town. He's only in control of that area because reasons. I think what this ultimately tells us, too, is that Freddy's real secret weakness that you could use to confine and defeat him is gerrymandering. Change those (laughs) county lines around, make it like the size of a postage stamp, and you put a fence around it. Freddy can't kill anybody. Right? (laughs) Yeah. They didn't think of the political tools they had at hand. Nope. It was right there all along. They could have beat him, dude. Yeah, I, that would be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> if it was a, you just see a guy with glasses. He just pushes them up, and he's like, "Looks like the uh, hero here is redistricting." <laughs> All the kids would be sure to get it. out there and vote. <laughs> <laughs> Teenagers would have gone crazy. Yeah, districts. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I think too. I'll I'll say like you know four and five. Their cast of characters. Our, you know, our, our Elm Street kids that we follow, I get those two movies mixed up even to this day. Like, I can't really clearly tell you what kid is in what movie because they're all very just vague, uh, super shallow characters. Sure. Maybe because this movie just has fewer kids in it and they're all played by pretty decent actors and actresses, I, I feel like the the kids in this are at least kind of memorable, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Um I mean, Breckenmeyer's kind of a cheat because he is Breckenmeyer, so we've seen him yeah. a million times, so of course he's memorable, but he is memorable. Like, you know, his dad issues and the video game stuff, that's all memorable. Raul uh, is fucking, you know, he has the one of the my favorite Freddy kills. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that. And then, yeah, uh, as we said, Tracy, she's she is fucking... Uh, sorry, I said Raul, Carlos... Uh, Carlos, yeah, Carlos, yeah. yeah. Um, fucking Tracy, yeah. She's she's the only one who seems to like have any sort of power or whatever. They're all very memorable. John Doe is the least memorable character. Our, our right? I guess, like seeming protagonist for most of the film is just boring. Yeah, his character is really, really boring and really shallow. Also, actor named Ricky Dean Logan. I'm telling you, yeah, he only had two career paths in front of him. Right. One was to become a political assassin with his three first uh-huh. names. Obviously, other choice: NASCAR driver. Ricky Dean Logan <laughs> comes around the corner driving the the Chevrolet Gain car. Come on, here comes Ricky Dean Logan around, coming too wide. Oh my God, Ricky Dean Logan's into the wall. Oh, he is flipping over. He's in the infield. He is on fire. <laughs> Ricky Dean Logan is immolated. Oh, someone put him out, please. <laughs> R.I.P. Ricky Dean Logan. <laughs> he only had two career paths, and he missed both of them. He did. He did. I think you know he's he's uh, good in this. Uh, I think that like the the acting in this is not bad. Uh, at the very least, we've we've got. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say we've got like a Tuesday night style performance <laughs> at all in this. Uh, Yafet Koto is good. Lisa Zane is good. Uh, but yeah, they just, a lot of times just don't have a lot to work with. Feels like. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. And then again, the kills are just so super weak, which I, I can't figure this out, man, because especially after the rhythm you've been in for five movies worth, where mm-hmm. you know asses are getting in seats to see Freddy mutilate teenagers. Uh-huh. And this time you're like, okay, it's the last one. Freddy's dead. 
Yeah, let's not really do any real, you know, brutal, gory, right. inventive <laughs> kills in it, though. Like, that's just, yeah. just that's so one. weak to me. And what, yeah. what makes it even worse is, like, during the ending credits, it shows this kill montage from all the other movies. And all that it does is make you go, oh, yeah, this movie was missing really cool Freddy kills. It just makes you aware of how weak the kills in this movie are. It's easily the weakest of any of the Freddy movies. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So overall just Yeah, there's not there's not a lot to like hold on to to praise, even though uh I mean Is it a drudge to watch? I guess is is what I'm thinking now. Like when I'm watching through this series, which I do, you know, from time to time, watch through Nightmare on Elm Street, um, I, I do feel like, yeah, when you watch Five five and Freddy's Dead back to back, it feels like a drudge. But yeah. when you just watch it by itself, it's it's not overly long, um, but it, it doesn't, it, the pacing isn't great. So it's yeah. it's not terrible to watch. Like I'm not gonna skip it, but I'm not excited to watch Freddy's Dead again. Same. It's one of those movies that I will watch for function's sake. Like I'll yeah. watch one, two, three, New Nightmare, pretty much any time. Like out of sequence. Yeah. Like uh-huh. I don't care. I'll watch any of those. Uh-huh. Four, five, and six. I will really only watch if I'm watching through the movies in sequence or doing right. a fucking podcast about them. Like that's right. the uh-huh. that's the only time that I'll do those. I, I'll never watch any of those three movies just for funs. And have you seen Freddy versus Jason? Still haven't. Now I'm just waiting okay. for the show to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's what I thought. So yeah, we are building to it. We've 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 got uh, uh, Jason goes to hell and Jason X to go. And then new nightmare, and then we're we're gonna fucking come to the confluence where you finally see Ooh. Freddy versus Jason and go, oh, that's it. All right, I'm gonna be <laughs> like, okay. I'm fifty years old, and I waited for this movie. <laughs> Why? Why are we holding off that long? That's weird. But you know, that's what we're I gonna know, do. right? We're gonna do well, it when especially because. <laughs> Like by then, that's when the the AI is already going to take over for us, and we're just going to type in what would Ben and Steve say about Jason uh-huh. goes to hell, and it just records for us. Gosh, that oh god, oh, that is <laughs> mm, that is a scary. That's kind of brutal. Yeah, it's a scary future. I'm I'm not excited for completely AI entertainment because like. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know if you've, like, have you ever seen, like, a uh, YouTube video or whatever? I, like, I, I saw one time somebody was watching a YouTube, like, murder documentary, and the narrator was a computer voice. And, it, like, I was like, what the fuck? Uh, and, and I asked the person watching, I was like, hey, like, what's this? What's with the narrator computer voice? And they were like, what computer voice? And I was like, holy shit, like, oh, people don't even notice that it's a computer now. Like, it was clearly a computer, but it was was, weird. It sounded a little more human, but you could still tell the like, the like, that the the, the words didn't flow together like a human would. 
but it, the person didn't seem to care. And that scares me. That scares me. A world where people are like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, you know, I noticed that, you know, all the actors in this have like innumerable fingers and like 50,000 teeth, but like, uh, it's not bothering me. I'm on my phone yeah, most of fine. the time anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah, what? who cares, right? Ugh. What but a hey, world. I'll tell you. I bet the AI won't have the fucking, you know, uh, thought and comedic timing to call back to our one listener that's a game shooting enthusiast and just wants to hear some bird calls. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> See? There you go. Mm-hmm. The computers will never replace us. <laughs> because of that right there, folks. That right there. Computers don't know how bird calls work, so they're being nope. fucked. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They ain't got the timing. They don't have the, the cast and chops to pull a joke back from fucking two hours ago. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you we have anything this. more to say about this? Uh, um, It's not very good, man. Like, not- I, I, I do think also, too, like, one more complaint is that, you know, that final vanquishing of Freddy, where it's like we, we've done all kinds of crazy weird stuff. We've had, uh-huh. we've had holy water. We've had... Uh, uh, a, a meatball kid shoot a thing through him. We've a had, kid. Mm-hmm. yeah, Amanda Kruger, like the mom came back. Like we've done all kinds of creative stuff. We've even just turned our backs on him. Right. And now and in that this made one, him go like, away. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now in this one, it's just like, uh, I don't know, a few punches, kicks, and a pipe bomb to the tummy. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Are we done with the series yet? Pipe bomb to the Weak. tummy, though, does sound effective at murdering someone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's the band I'm going to listen to next time I'm working out. Yeah, pipe bomb to the tummy? Yeah, it's going to be hardcore, dude. I'm going to get games. <laughs> Weak movie, dude. It, yeah. it sucks knowing that it could have been so much more. Like the stuff that we learned about Never yeah. Sleep Again really shows us an alternate future where we got some cool movie that was self aware of the series and how it yeah. had become a joke at that point. It had been right. done to death and nobody was scared of Freddy anymore. Like, God, that's such a cool setup and so meta in a way for that series yeah. to have gone that way. But eh, nope, we didn't get that in this reality. We got this thing instead which just seems to be happy that it's done with. And uh, I can't say that I'm very happy to watch it. I think uh, rating-wise <laughs> for me, it, it does not inspire joy, dude. I'm thinking yeah. this is like a fucking like two and a half, man. I think that's fair. Yeah, I'd say two and a half to three is, is where I'd put it. Um, just not, just not, a, not a good film overall. Uh, yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. I, 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 there, there were a lot of opportunities, but yeah, the, the movie we got, not great. I think so, ma'am. And uh, we want to hear your thoughts about this one over on our Facebook group. Again, that's the place where you can hang out with cool horror movie watching people like yourself and have yourself some yuck yucks and enjoy a great community and hang out with your boys. So uh, sign up there to our Facebook group and start posting today. Also, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. I want those reviews. I want to read them. They make me sleep good when I know <laughs> that you like our show. So go on there and leave us a review or rate on Spotify. You don't even have to type words to do that. Just give us nope. a rating. And uh, follow us on all social media using that Dead and, Tr- dead and Lovely Linktree page and support uh-huh. us on Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Uh, head on over there, become a patron on any level. You get access to the Patreon exclusive episodes. Going to have a Hell Rankers on the Nightmare on Elm Street series up very soon. 
Um, if you become a patron on a $5 level, you get to submit a movie to the Smoke and Bowl. And then once a month, we draw from the Smoke and Bowl. And we cover the movie that we draw. Uh, we got the, the Patreon drawing coming up. Uh, we'll be covering that movie in two weeks. So uh, get get on over to Patreon. Get uh, your movie into that bowl. And maybe we'll be talking about it in a couple weeks. Yeah, dude. Maybe your absolute favorite movie that you've ever seen is Species uh-huh. 2. And you're like, I got to hear the boys <laughs> talk about that one. Give me some of that Species 2. I need Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Hell yeah. It mm-hmm. could be yours. So sign up yeah. today over there on the Patreon page. And tune into the show next week. We're going to be talking about a movie, What I Ain't Never Seen Before, but it's one that started popping off and getting all kinds of sequels and so on here in the modern age. And I want to know about the Pergui. Pergui? The Pergui. Uh-huh, the Pergui, where people go around and kill each other. Yeah, the Purge. I'm I'm excited to get into this, uh, this franchise finally. The, I think the first installment may be the weakest of the franchise but oh wow it's, i think it's still a good movie so uh excited to get into it if i watch this movie and nobody looks straight into the camera and says purgelicious i'm gonna be pissed okay? oh well you're not gonna be pissed don't worry they have fergie okay. show up and do that just for fun Ah, oh, and then she she's pees got, her pants and then leaves. She's doing those like curls with the the weights with the spinner rims from the video. That's cool. Yeah, uh-huh. that's cool. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that. I look forward to you guys checking out next week's installment of Dead and Lovely. I'm having horrible deja vu right now, where you hit stop and your file is oh, erased. Oh God, so. I hope not. I hope not. We got this Tascam recorder. Uh, thanks to all the Patreon patrons for for paying yes. for this Tascam recorder. Uh, that that its only job is to record. So very hopefully, it's the same one Ben uses every time. Never had a problem. When I press stop, proof. it's just it's gonna just be like a okay, buddy. So <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, and in case you're wondering, it's a Tascam Porta Capture X8. Really great for podcasting yeah. or any kind it's of field recording. Uh-huh. Works really really great. So uh, yeah, like you said, one task. You have one job, so you better fucking do the job, Tascam. You hear me? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. People will never Tune hear this week. if it didn't work. Nope. We'll catch anyway. you guys then. You've been excellent. We've been dead and lovely. All right. Bye. Bye, bitch. All right, I'll tell you. I know this is going to be a really hot take, and this is probably going to infuriate some of the individuals listening to this right now, but just hear me out, okay? Okay, okay. You know how I know that Christianity is a lie? Okay, how how do you know that Christianity is a lie? All right. According to historical record, Uh we know that Jesus was 33 at the time of his crucifixion, right? Right, yeah. Think about every image you've ever seen of Jesus up there on the cross. Motherfucker's showing abs. Right, Over 30 right. and has abs? This is a lie. Wow. Okay, so you're, you're doubting Jesus' age. Like, you think he was maybe saying he was older than he was? 
You know, okay, so if you told me that Jesus was in his mid-20s showing those kinds of abs, I'd probably believe you. But the guy is over 30, near as right. I can tell you, ate, ate bread and drank wine all the time in your 30s. <laughs> yeah, not you're not showing a single abs. fucking yeah. ab. No, you're not cut whatsoever. <laughs> Unless, what if that was his way of showing? He's like, no, I truly am the Messiah. Look at me. I'm in my early 30s. Rocking this six pack up here while I'm fucking dying. What do you got? Fucking Human miracle, human? right? <laughs> like I might, never... I might have just full circle convinced myself that it's all real. Actually, <laughs> Jesus was real, and he was the son of God. Because how else did he have abs? <laughs> That's the only only possible explanation, dude. <laughs> Love it. <laughs>